Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show. We're on 103.7 WKRM. Today on the Big Yellow School Bus, we have a special guest from Mount Pleasant Elementary School, Miss Julie Tidwell, who is the principal. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Hey, Julie. Um, uh, I was just uh, uh, talking to some people out in Mount Pleasant, and there's a bunch of kids missing at Mount Pleasant Elementary School right now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh my. We are so sad. We miss our kids so much. But unfortunately, we had quite a few cases of COVID there a couple of weeks ago. And we, along with the team um decided it would be best for us to close down for a couple of weeks i i understand that or um, transition to remote learning we're not yeah, close we're not still close. learning you're working hard yes we are teaching kids from from the school to their homes yes um remote learning is a is an interesting concept and we've learned a lot about it this year um since the covid uh, pandemic has hit and i think we're starting to perfect the methods to be able to do this we are definitely improving. I'm not going to say we're perfecting anything because it's hard. Yeah. It's hard for kids. It's hard for parents. It's hard for teachers. We're doing the best we can. Our kids are doing the best they can and parents too. But we will be so happy on October 12th when all of our Tiger Cubs come back to school. Yes, I can agree. It will be much nicer when you have a big school full of children. I've been out there and... Um, it is actually fun to watch Miss um, Tidwell with her kids because she acts like they're, they're her kids. They are my kids. And let's talk something about your kids and the motto at your school. What is your motto at Mount Pleasant Elementary School? At Mount Pleasant Elementary School, we always say it is the place where kids come first. You hear that, listeners? Where kids come first. I love that motto. What does that mean to you and your teachers and staff? Well, it means exactly what it said. Kids will always come first when Miss Sandrell, the assistant principal, and I, and all of the teachers, when we have to make decisions or we are trying to um, figure out what we're going to do at school, whether it be schedules, whether it be instruction, no matter what it is, the bottom line is always what's best for kids. What's best for kids is always the bottom line. That makes all the decisions a lot easier, really, because if you just narrow everything down to what's best for kids, usually the answer is there. Now, that's not always what's convenient for adults, Mm -hmm. but the kids are the reason we're there, and so we are always going to choose what's best for kids. So in making any tough decisions, you always think to yourself, what where kids come first what is best for those kids right so the kids always come first and and the faculty and staff will tell you that they always say kids come first at mount pleasant elementary uh that's that is so good i love it um you know you we mentioned your kids were out of the school right now doing remote learning and everybody's at work and i bet you miss them and and i want to give you an opportunity for people listening maybe some kids listening to tell them, give them a message from you. Tiger Cubs, we miss you. We love you. We are still here for you, even though we don't get to see you every day. 
you can call us you can email us we just can't wait for you to be back at school it's not the same without you excellent that is a personal message to the students at Murray Mount Pleasant Elementary School from Principal Julie Tidwell. Hey, Julie, let's talk a little bit about some of the accomplishments at your school. Um, you have been awarded, I guess it would be awarded, a level five school for a whopping two years. That sounds really huge. Well, we actually earned a level okay. five for two years. There, there's a big difference yes, in that yes. because there's a lot of work that goes into being a level five school and an extreme amount of work that goes into being a level five school for two consecutive years. It's very rare that that happens, and we are proud of that, and that's because we have phenomenal teachers and staff and very smart kids. So you earned that by getting a, a like a certain score or something for the first year. So how did you manage to, to get it a second year? Well, a lot of people said that it couldn't be done. And we basically said, okay, stand back and watch. Because we knew that our kids and our teachers could do that. It is very difficult to do it that second year. It's difficult to do it the first year. right? But schools are ranked every year on their... Um, TCAP scores and other areas, a level one through five, a level one being the lowest and a level five being the highest. So once we reached that level five the first year, that was awesome, and we knew we could do that. But then we raised the bar. So you don't get, get to stay at that point. You have to then increase on top of what was already your best. It goes up even more. And that's why it's so difficult to be a level hard. five for the second year. Yeah. Well, congratulations on receiving that prestigious level five two years in a row. Thank you. We're bettering, very proud. Bettering your great accomplishment the first time with the second year. Also, on the in the same kind of category, is you uh, were award, are a reward school in 2019. Will you tell us a little bit about that? So a reward school is the highest honor that schools in Tennessee can reach. Usually only about 15 to 20% of schools all over Tennessee. So that's, you know, a, you know, a lot of schools, about 1,800 schools. So the, usually it's around the top you know, or it is about 15 to 20% of schools are designated a reward school. And that means that you have overall achievement and growth, which means the kids not only did well, but they grew a lot from last year. But not just overall, we also, it's broken down into subgroups, which could be, there are lots of different subgroups. It could be, um, Students who has who have English as a second language, students who have disabilities. There are lots of different levels of that. So you not only have to have overall growth and achievement, but you have to ha show growth in each one of those subgroups. Well, that's quite amazing. Um, I'm not sure if I've heard of any other schools here recently getting the reward school. Um, so congratulations to Mount Pleasant Elementary well, School. Well, thank you, but um, just this past year, Woodard Elementary School Excellent. was a reward school, and we are also very proud of them because they worked very hard to achieve that as well. 
Excellent. So, 2019, it was Mount Pleasant Elementary School, and 2020, it was Woodard Elementary School. Yeah, so I can't wait to say which school Who's will be, be a next? reward school this yeah. year. Excellent. Them are great accomplishments, um, and I love talking about the accomplishments in our elementary schools. Um, in 2020, Mount Pleasant Elementary School received the honor of being named a Tennessee STEM school, officially a STEM school. Tell us about that. Well, that's probably something new to a lot of people. They might not know that that's a, a very important designation. Um, and what makes us especially proud of that is that not just Mount Pleasant Elementary, but Mount Pleasant Middle School and Mount Pleasant High School also received that um, it's from Tennessee uh, STEM designation which makes us the only pre-K through 12 campus in Tennessee that is a that is STEM designated. We also had Randolph Howell in Murray County that is a STEM school as well. So we're we're proud with them too, but we're very proud that our whole campus pre-K through 12 received that STEM designation. STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. So um, STEM is is a really a way of teaching it's a totally different way than a lot of us are used to that i grew up with me too um students are taught how to build their critical and creative thinking skills to solve real world problems you know when when i was in school and maybe some other people used to think when they would do when they would learn some things, they would say, when am I ever going to use this in real life? I thought that. A lot, I, you know, you hear kids say, when am I ever going to use this? Mm-hmm. And the thing is with STEM education, this this is what it's for. It's to teach children how to use things that they're going to use in real life. It also incorporates all of the subjects together to solve problems. They're given a problem, like a real world, world problem, and the students have to use math, they have to use science, they have to use English, they have to use their writing, they have to use all of their skills in order to solve these problems, and they are real-world problems. Just My second graders did a great project-based learning where they chose a problem that was in the Mount Pleasant community, and they found a lack of sidewalks for our students who have to walk to school. And this Hmm. is a problem, you know, children walking to school without sidewalks. So they not only designed and came up with a plan to build sidewalks in those walk zones, they presented that to the city commissioner and the mayor and other leaders in Mount Pleasant. Now, these are second graders who who saw a problem in the community, decided to fix it, came up with a plan. They didn't just tell someone else about their problem. They actually came up with a plan and then presented it to the leaders of the city. Wow. If only I could have done that in second grade. That They are amazing. And that's what STEM and project-based learning does for kids. It teaches them, first of all, to, to recognize problems, to be able to solve problems. It also teaches them that you're not always right the first time. Yep. You know, when you try something, it's okay if it's not perfect the first time or if you don't get it right the first time, then you just try again and you keep working on it until you can use all of your knowledge to solve the problem. They work in groups together. So if one child is good in math and one child is good in English and one child is good at writing, they can all use their talents to work together to solve their problems. 
I needed that math buddy when I was in school, I'm telling you, because I was good at the science, the technology, and even a little bit of the engineering, but that math really always threw me off. So if we would have had a STEM project or a STEM program in our school when I was growing up, it would have made a big difference. I think this is fantastic that all the schools are, are taking this on and making this part of the regular curriculum. Well, this is great training because um, when students grow up, whether they go to college or whether they go into the workforce or whether they go into the military, they have to be able to work with other people. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people get to just work in isolation. They have to be able to work with other people and use their talents along with the other people's talents to solve problems and create things and just make the world a better place. I like that. And one thing I've, I've heard, uh, and it's probably not a, a recognized program, but adding another element to that, and they call it STEAM. We currently have STEM. And if you take and add another element called the arts to it, you would get a STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Is that growing in popularity? Actually, we consider ourselves a STEAM campus in in Mount Pleasant because we do have a focus on the arts. That all started quite a few years ago at Mount Pleasant Middle School for the visual and performing arts. Mm -hmm. And now we are taking those arts and we have pushed it down to the elementary school to give those students opportunity to participate in not only visual but performing arts and they also have a great program at the um, high school so we are a steam campus steam is not a designation because if it was we would have it (laughs) but until it is we're going to say we have stem designation but we are a focused art campus as well I really like that. I was um, science, technology, and arts, kind of. I was like a stay guy, S-T-A, um, because I liked music. And so I performed in the music um, band. And we didn't really have much opportunity in music in elementary school, but in junior high and high school, I, you know, I really took off with those. Um, do you offer any type of mu- music programs at your elementary school? We do. We have a great music program. Mr. Applegate is our music teacher, and he not only teaches the basics of music, Um, He teaches students to perform, and we have a um, a great visual arts teacher, uh, Miss Rich. She does a great job, and a lot of their artwork has been displayed. Heritage Bank in Mount Pleasant just did a big display of 10 students' art in the bank there, so she encourages that. We also have a theater club program. In elementary school, you have a theater program. Now it is it is it is an after-school program where Mm -hmm. students can audition and be a part of it but we put on productions that include the music the kids make the sets with their with their art teacher and then we perform we have a performance a couple times a year from the theater club I believe we did some performing in elementary school and stuff like that but it, it just the idea that we have music classes art you know art classes um all these things in elementary school readying us for um, the next grade levels is amazing. Elementary school has really become the first point, you know, to get ready for middle school, high school, and do all these great things that they're, they're going to do in their lives. You're going to remember a lot of this stuff in elementary school. Oh, yes. Well, and the great thing about Mount Pleasant is, is we consider ourselves one campus from pre-K, which we start children at three years old at Mount Pleasant Elementary, all the way through seniors in high school. So we get to see those children develop and watch them grow from a very young age all the way through until they are adults. 
we we work together to make sure that that education or in whatever especially that they choose if they have an arts focus or those kind of things that that continues with them as they go on from elementary to middle to high school and that grows the child from a very young age until they are adult and we can watch them and follow them and track them and make sure that they are getting everything they need. It's really like having a unit school. We yeah, just, that's what I was just thinking about. It was a unit school. But we are in three separate buildings. But we do have the, the most children from pre-K all the way through 12th grade. Yeah, because Murray County Public Schools is kind of unique, and not many counties have three unit schools like we have. And, yes. and if you count the mount, that would be a fourth unit um, type school. Um, the one campus is a kind of a unique thing out there. I enjoy going out there and visiting because I can see see you and I can see Dr. Drinkwine and, and Dr. Jackson out there and, and be able to hit three campuses in a very easy, short period of time, walking distance technically. We do. We can walk and ch- we can even have the children walk back and forth. We've had children from uh, the elementary school walk over to the high school to see what they're doing. Um, and so that also helps the students look forward to, hey, when I get to be in high school, I can be, you know, whatever they're doing, whether they've built the tiny house or whether it's a performance they've put on. So the children can kind of see the future as to that's what I want to do. And we can start them very early on that track of the things that they think they would like to do and send them all the way up. We've just recently, um, just this week, we're very excited. Our high school and our middle school um, have a Project Lead the Way program. And we found out this week that we are one of five elementary schools in the county who is going to be piloting Project Lead the Way into into the elementary school. So that makes us very excited. That's another area where we are gonna work together with the middle and high school so that our students have every opportunity possible to to choose the direction they want to go, the things that they like, the things that interest them, and we can help them along the way to develop those skills that they need. Wow, that is impressive. Lead the way. Let's talk a little bit more after that after the break on the lead the way. Um, I want to say a little bit more about the one campus cluster. I think that this is something that should when schools are so close together even in columbia we have columbia central and we have withorn and baker they're almost like a cluster like you are but they don't really see themselves as a cluster like the mount does i really like that way of thinking out there as you guys create yourself into a a subunit school that's quite amazing and and i think it pays off big benefits well we think it's important also for the students as well as the teachers to develop relationships with those children. Um, even after they leave me in the elementary school, I still I follow them and I <laughs> go check on them at the middle school and at the high school. Right. And, you know, it, it's funny sometimes when I go over because even the big kids, they're like, hey, there's Miss Tidwell. Yeah. And they remember me from when, you know, they were little bitties. I think I heard Dr. Drinkwine say that exact thing when we tra- I went out there to do some pictures and we walked from the middle school to the high school and he said he frequently comes over and, and follows and keeps up with the students that he had that um, went to high school. So it is kind of a unique environment that you guys have out there. We are here with Julie Tidwell, principal of Mount Pleasant Elementary School on the Big Yellow School Bus. We're going to take a break now. We'll be back in about 60 seconds. See you then. 
Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show on 103.7 FM WKRM. We are here today on the bus with Julie Tidwell, principal at Mount Pleasant Elementary School, part of the one campus, The Mount. Hi, Julie. Hi. Welcome back. Hey, before the break, we were talking about how big of a deal it was for the you guys to recently just receive something called Lead the Way. I know Project it's new. Project Lead the Way. Project Lead the Way. I know it's new, and you probably don't have a lot of details. Can you, can you share a little bit about what you know? Well, we know that they've, they've been doing that for a while at the high school and the middle school. Okay. And what that does is it helps children basically as it says, lead the way into maybe the, their chosen career or field that they are interested in. So, and they started out at the middle school also. Miss Audrey Bryant's been doing that for a while there, and she does a great okay. job. And it moved on to the high school, and now we just found out this week that we are actually going to be a pilot of the program in the elementary school. Ooh. One of the big things about that that we're very excited is – that it has the VEX robotics team. So uh, that, we know... I like, I like anything robotics. We know that in the high school they have the robotics yeah. program and then they have it in the middle school. And now we're going to start even with our little kids, as young as the little bitties in pre-K and kindergarten, wow. starting to learn the basics of robotics. By the time they get to college, they're going to know all about this They stuff. are going to be so prepared for yeah. the future. Now, our children already, um, are, they learn as early as pre-K how to do coding. They have those little small um, dash and dot robots, and I love to go in there because they'll have an iPad in their hand and they'll have the little robots and they'll have a little obstacle course and even they have to teach me because I certainly can't do it. <laughs> but um, the students, even the little students, know how to code the robots so that they can run them through the obstacle course and do all kinds of things with uh, those little robots. And now we're gonna have even more with the VEX Robotics. They have competitions. We had some students last year who participated for the first time in uh, robotics competitions and did very well. So we are so excited. Were they at the STEM fair? Yes, they were. And um, they had, and there was another competition where they participated. The STEM Expo, I think they called yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And they did a lot there, but, you know, we are excited because we know that's the future for our children. We know that they're going to have to know how to do those things. And sometimes if you wait until they get into high school, it's almost too late to start for them to gain mm -hmm. a lot of knowledge. So now we're going to start them um, at three or four years old. I think it's paying off big time. I have a grandson that's in fourth grade, and he has such a mind towards robotics, Legos. He can... We buy him in a very extravagant Lego set that I think is going to take him a week to put together, and within hours he has that baby up, and and he just he is so good at that kind of stuff. Robotics. We bought him a dancing robot. Um, I don't even know what this thing is called, but it's battery operated, and, and you talk to it. Wow. And it's all metal, and it's about three foot high, 
I bought it at a yard sale <laughs> and it worked. Um, and he has learned how to program this robot and he's in fourth grade. Right. That's amazing. And, and like I said, we, we already have them doing that in their uh, STEM and technology class with Dr. Cruz at the elementary school. She has helped them to learn how to do all that coding and to learn how to get those robots to do things. We even have Miss uh, Zimmerman had a class there that they were flying drones inside and outside the school at one point and the students had done the, written the codes for those and had the drones flying around and doing all sorts of things. How exciting. I want a drone. Yes, it, it was pretty cool. And then the challenge was we went to one and the student was trying to teach me how to code and get the drone just to take off and fly and land. And needless to say, I needed a little help with that. So one of my students had to help me out with that. <laughs> I love it that uh, uh, elementary students are learning how to do difficult tasks like coding. And I'm sure these aren't high-level coding, but still, it's, it's an understanding of how the process works. Um, I've done a lot of jobs in coding over the years, basic language and stuff, and the fact that an elementary student can understand it is huge. Right. They can, like I said, they can not only do the robots. We had a student last year who made his own video game. He coded the whole thing. You know, as a fourth grader, he knew how to write the code for his own video game and share it. They, then they share it with their friends. They do that for each other. You know, they get in groups and, and each group can make make their own project and then they share it with the others and they test it out then the kids talk amongst themselves and give feedback to one another how can you make yours better how can you know what do you think should be different or so it's very exciting to see the students working in groups like that we just also um we with with our stem designation each school received ten thousand dollars so we have taken our money and kind of revamped an old computer lab with old desktop computers mm -hmm. and we've made that a very collaborative space and we're adding more technology and updated technology to those spaces so that kids can get in there and learn how to do those things we also just have lots of bins with just all sorts of materials and blocks and and then we have the students say, Here, here's a problem. You create something. You create something that you think would help with the problem or you, um, you know, see what you can do about this problem. And the kids do it. I'm always amazed at what they can do, the things that they create, things that I would never think about. And they just build with just simple materials that we collect. But they get together and they work together. And the and the students that may not be the best at reading or math or some of the uh, writing or some of the other what we think of as the academic subjects they will jump in there and when it comes to creating and making and building it is amazing to see what they can do so that's that's another reason why we love that because sometimes it draws those kids out who may not find something in the other academic areas that they feel successful in, but in this area, they can be successful. Wow, you hear it. Mount Pleasant Elementary School is on cutting edge. They're teaching kids coding. They have programs like Lead the Way and many other things going on. This is quite amazing stuff here. I think if, um, I, I'm gonna have trouble keeping up with my grandson. I, get, I, I have a feeling as he gets into middle school and stuff, 
he's going to excel far past me in these abilities and in, in STEM. Right. And and I'm excited that, you know, they'll call me down to the classroom to show me the things that they've done. And it's just amazing things that, you know, I, I have really no idea about. The children teach me. I can understand why you love your job. I love my job. Yeah, I, I love tell. my kids. I've been doing it a long time, so I must love it to still be there Absolutely. every day. Still happy to go to work every day. I see it when I go out there and I see you working with the kids. Um, I could be in there. We'd be talking. Some kids are coming in the lobby, and I've become non-existent because the kids become your priority. Because uh, it's where kids come first. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's talk a little bit about our next subject. Murray County Mount Pleasant Elementary School consistently scores at the top of the culture survey completed by employees each year and is having a great school culture. Why don't you tell us, touch on that a little bit. Um, you know, you're, it says that you employees are create or do a survey every year um they there is sent out from the central office and it comes from the state it is a climate and culture survey and that goes to all the employees teachers and staff so they basically get to grade me and what we do at the school as far as what kind of culture and what our school climate is to me, school culture is the most important part of my job. It is my job to create that culture where people are happy, they feel loved, they feel welcome. I hope that when you walk in our building, it feels like a happy, safe, good place. Um, our culture, I want that to be our kids' happy place, our kids' safe place. It's, and that's one of the reasons why it just breaks my heart for us not to be at school mm -hmm. because I want to be the best place for kids. And I want it to be good for the staff. We at Mount Pleasant Elementary School, if you ask any of our faculty and staff, we're a family. We love each other. We support each other. And we do whatever it takes to make things happen. If I go, in, go down to a grade level and I say, hey, you know, we got a problem over here. We need somebody to step up, to take on a little extra work, to do whatever needs to be done. I never have anyone say, no, no, I'm not going to do that, or that's that's not a part of my job. We just all work together to solve problems, including Miss Andrell and me. You know, we we will do whatever we need to do. You know, we say all the time, we, we never ask teachers or staff to do anything that we would not do ourselves. Um, so it's just a place where we're just a big, a big family. You are. I've, I've witnessed it when I've gone out there. In fact, I believe when I hired into this position, Mount Pleasant Elementary School was my very first school I visited. Um, I had an invitation to come out and take some photos. And I was quite impressed with what I seen. Um, there was something you guys did not too long ago. Was something about art, 3D art things, pencils? Yes. What was um, that called? Well, our um, our art teacher, Miss Rich, she had written written a grant and received some 3D pens. Yeah, those are so cool. I did not even know what a 3D pen Me was. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> but um, the kids have designed all sorts of things with those 3D pens. Basically, you can take a pen and not only just write on a table, but you can draw a line straight up in the air. Yes. And it has little, like a little plastic in it. So they created little sculptures. 
Um, some of the girls made earrings. They could design all sorts of things just with those 3D pens. I've seen some of the photos and stuff. I wasn't able to actually make that event, but um, it's everybody knows about 3D printers and what their capabilities are. Well, this is like 3D printing in air. You can actually draw something and it just hardens as you're drawing it. Right, and you like can, you draw a line straight up in the air so yeah. the children can design anything that they want with those pens and draw it. I thought that was so cool. I really, uh, I really got it. I actually Googled that and spent many hours learning about it and trying to decide if I was going to get one for my grandkids for my house. Oh, the, the kids love it. They're, they're really cool. It's fun. Um, so I love that the culture survey um, is something that you guys look forward to. I believe that is something I will be sending out shortly. Um, in communications department i've seen it on my to-do list and right. do you remember when it comes out because i don't recall it usually comes out in the spring okay so in the spring so um and basically it asks teachers and staff a series of questions mm-hmm. you know do you feel that this is a safe place to work right do you feel like you now. are supported by your administration do you feel you know they basically answer questions is this a good place for um, adults to work? You know, are they supported? Right. Are they safe? Do they have the things they need? And we consistently score in the high 90, 90s uh, as far as Excellent. having a great culture. Um, I'm looking forward to doing those surveys again. Um, I know that um, that is on my to-do list to do surveys. It's not dated right here, but we will have those out. Surveys are a great way to collect some information. Um, we touched a little bit on the uh, STEM, and then I actually asked you about STEAM. Tell me a little bit about the arts at Mount Pleasant Elementary School. I know you guys have a strong focus on the arts, and how do visual and performing arts enhance a student's educational experience? Oh, I think, and, and I will guess, I will unquote something that Dr. Jackson says a lot, that art breathes life into a school. It does. Um, and I don't know that that's original to him, but I've heard him say he it. He likes many to times. say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is so true because for several years, we did not have a music program at our school. And with the addition of that, and then we have a fabulous art teacher now, it is so exciting to see those students. It just gets, they love those classes, those, those, specialty classes because you know they that gives them a chance to express themselves um we also work closely um with the kids on stage if you're if you're um familiar with that Mm -hmm. who has supported the arts in mount pleasant for many many years they believe in that um if you put a kid on stage and you give them the chance to whether it be music or theater or dance or what whatever it is that they love, that you are just giving this whole different education and a chance for a kid to shine. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they don't shine in the classroom. Maybe they're not the best writer, but you might put them on stage and you just watch them come alive and watch them shine. And, you know, we're blessed to have had that support from kids on stage for several years and, um, so that gives kids lots of opportunities to f- to find their niche. Some mm-hmm. kids like music, come, some kids like dance, some kids mm-hmm. like theater, whatever it is. And it just gives them so much confidence when you put them on a stage and give them the opportunity to show themselves. It helps build their confidence. It teaches them how to, you know, stand in front of a crowd. You know, one of the number one fears is public speaking. 
I used um, to have that fear. Right. And so it teaches kids how to be on stage in front of people, how to, you know, be able to speak or sing or dance or perform. And it gives them this total confidence mm-hmm. in themselves that they might not have had before. So the arts just is a great, I, I mean, I'm a strong believer. I was a band mom. I, I was, was never, a band dad too. <laughs> I was never artistic, but I watched my child just come alive when she became um a band member and mm-hmm. she loved it mm-hmm. so Same. um it was it was i believe that music and arts and all of those things can just um be the outlet for some of these students well they do say that people that are musicians are usually get better academics yes and grades there is research that shows that there there is a connection between music and mm-hmm and math skills so there's a very strong connection there so as i don't get it i wasn't good at math (laughs) well i was good at music (laughs) as we have children as young as three Mm -hmm. receiving music instruction and learning such things as you know notes half notes quarter notes you know all of the reading music that only helps them when they go back into the classroom and you know it, it, and it makes a connection in the brain. There's been lots of research mm-hmm. that shows. I've read that. Yes, but I never did nail the math part. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I could do the math, but never the music very oh, much. Okay. But but you know, there's a strong correlation there that it helps children um, to be able to do those things. So we're excited that we have that opportunity to absolutely. Give. I'm excited that 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 music is available at the elementary level for uh, students. And that we offer all these great programs at our uh, school districts. Um, we've uh, touched on the arts and the STEAM and everything. There's something going on in Mount Pleasant I learned here recently. Just a few weeks ago, we had Dr. Jackson on the show talking about Mount Pleasant High School. And he was telling me about this really cool summer project for a splash pad. Do you know much about that? Oh, yes. That is one of the... Um, project-based learning activities which is a part of steam that and that the high school has started they started working on but actually some some middle school and some elementary students were even able to be a part of that oh cool in fact one of the sculptures that's going to be in the splash pad was designed by a student at Mount Pleasant Elementary School last year designed by a fourth grader and it was so good they, they let our students help draw design because they're younger kids and they would be the kids who would love to be, you mm-hmm. know, it, at a splash pad. So one of our students last year, Lennon Robinette, designed what she thought the splash pad should look like. And one of the things that she had in her design was actually one of the things that will be there. So the middle school and the high school kids get to work on that. Um, help building those things, help designing how that works. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, when it's there. I believe it's going to be hopefully this next summer, right? I hope it'll be in the summer and it will be over beside the community center, yep. which is in the middle of all yep. three schools. So that's another great thing about Mount Pleasant. Everything is just there together. Our students 
can go to the elementary school, the middle school, the high school, and even take um, TCAT classes that are offered at the community center. So we really can keep a child Mm -hmm. from pre-K all the way through two years of college right there within one city block. So we have a lot to offer them. I'm really looking forward to the splash pad. I'm going to take my grandkids out there. We're going to have a blast. Well, get on your bathing suit and get out there and splash away. Well, let's go ahead and take another break. Um, We are with Julie Tidwell on the Big Yellow School Bus, 103.7 FM. We'll be back in a moment. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show. We have been talking with Julie Tidwell, principal at Mount Pleasant Elementary School. We've been going over all the great things that are happening at your school. Now let's tell them some things that are coming up in the future. Um, We recently had uh, the Well Outreach Food Pantry reach out to us, and I'm going to go ahead and let you tell us a little bit what we came up with. Okay, so we are excited as... um as our families know, even though we our children have not been in the school building, we've been doing remote, our uh, nutrition department from Murray County Public Schools has still been serving breakfast and lunch every day to our children. So It's that, like a drive-through pickup every yes, day, right? Yes, they drive through and okay. they, they hand them a breakfast and lunch. And so we have been very happy um, to be able to offer that to our students. They did that in the summer, and they have also done that um, while we while our school building has been closed for the remote learning. But coming up on Tuesday, October 6th, we are going to have from the Well Outreach, they are going to be... Um, somewhere located in the area yeah it's going to be like strategically located between mount pleasant elementary school mount pleasant middle school maybe even the community center sure right so they will be passing out meals they have i think boxed yes that are uh, meals called the galilee boxed meal okay so that includes meals and snacks now um, next week, because it's fall break, the, the Murray County Nutrition Department will not be handing out meals. So this is a great opportunity for the students to still be able to, parents come by and pick up meals for their students. And they'll be able to do that on the 6th from 10 to 12. Any um, Mount Pleasant, well, any Mount Pleasant, any of our students, they they don't have to have any sort of proof or anything else they can just drive up and someone will be there to help them and give them those packaged meals and snacks what's exciting about this this box of meals it's 10 excuse me it's 10 meals and 10 snacks so if we're giving them at the beginning of the week that should carry over for people who need it throughout most of the week to make sure they have some food to eat. Right, because, you know, we're, we we do, we are concerned about some of our students when we are um, out for breaks mm-hmm. because we know that a lot of parents depend on their children eating two meals a day, at Absolutely. least at school. So we are very excited that this will be available next week during the break. So parents, take advantage of this. Absolutely. It is free to you. 
you know, and this will help you out because we know a lot of families are struggling with, you know, maybe they they have lost some work opportunities um, because of COVID or had some other hardships. You know, just recently in Mount Pleasant, we had a flood, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And a lot of people have, you know, been, you know, just, just kind of out of their homes right. or they lost a lot of things or they've had to relocate. It's tough to clean up from a flood. And it's been very difficult. So families, please come and take advantage of this. This is for you. We want you to have this. We want to help out in any way that we can. This is this is new information. It's probably not even out on our social media outlets or anything. Let's recap a little bit. We have the Well Outreach as, as providing what they call the Galilee food boxes. There are 10 meals and 10 snacks per box. We're going to be giving them out to Mount Pleasant Elementary and Mount Pleasant Middle School on Tuesday, October 6th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. in Mount Pleasant. Now, this show airs saturday morning and sunday afternoon and monday afternoon sunday evening and monday afternoon so this is give everybody an opportunity to, to hear this again it's tuesday october 6 10 a.m to 12 p.m in mount pleasant at the mount campus locations yet to be determined we'll, we'll, we'll get some information out so everybody knows about it and as soon as as we have that nailed down we can put that out on our social media but you know if you come if you come to the school um the principals will will be there uh, most days, and you should be able to see it if it's right there between between the three schools and the community center. We should you, it shouldn't be hard to find. Yeah, it's it's actually a large truck from the well outreach that'll be loaded with these boxes of food to give away. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's really great. We were so happy to have the well outreach contact us and tell us what they had uh, accomplished. It was a grant that they put in for. And it's going to be able to supply boxed meals for quite a few students over quite a period of time. This isn't going to be a one-time event. Wow, great. We will plan future events to be able to provide these um, 10 meals, 10 snacks, uh, boxes to people in need. Great. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm really a big fan of the, the food pantries in our area. Um, the Well Outreach has been very helpful in helping make sure people in need have food. I, mean, I also... I'm affiliated with the Harvest Share Food Pantry, which I'm a board, on the board of directors there, and we do what we can to make sure that no one in our community goes hungry. And our, our numbers are going up in population, so there's always a need. Right. We also have um, housed at Mount Pleasant Elementary, but we serve the whole community. Our Family Resource Center. Oh, I love those places. Um, and Miss Megan Chapman is there. Um, so we we help with the backpack program every week she passes out you know bags of food that the students can take home we also can help with other needs if families have needs of um, clothing we mm -hmm. provide school supplies if they need it basically um, if any family or any student is in need all they have to do is call us or talk to miss megan at school mm -hmm. and you know we can help we can help them with those needs we um we are missing very much this year the director that we had for many years, Mr. Andre Baker, who we lost back in the spring, mm -hmm. but um, he's with us in spirit and mm -hmm. in heart every day, and he would want us to carry on his work. That's kind of a legacy that Absolutely. he had there in Mount Pleasant. So um, we are still, we still have that family resource center for the community there, and we would be. We want to help. We want to help our families with any needs that they have. All they have to do is call us. 
Is the Family Resource Center open every day? It is. It is open during school hours. Okay. It also they also help out with the holiday hugs program, which provides coats and things. You know, they um, partner with the hospital on that with Murray Regional. Yeah, and the hospital. holidays are coming up. We might need some donations. And then they also help with the Santa trolley in Mount Pleasant, which helps to provide uh, things for children um, at Christmas. We just mentioned Santa. Santa. Uh, uh, it won't so be excited long. when we talk about Christmas. My grandkids, my kids, I mean, they love that time of year. We have so much fun with our traditions in our home, and I'm sure that um, most families do. And the school actually has a lot of traditions that um, prepare the kids getting ready for the Christmas holidays. Halloween being coming up first, and Thanksgiving. But, man, we mentioned Santa, and I'm all excited no. now. Well, let me just say, there is nothing else like a Halloween at an elementary school. You just cannot imagine the fun that happens. I need to come happens. out and visit, don't I? You need to come during Halloween, but through all the holidays. Yeah. We, we try to make everything special for our kids, and... You know, we want our kids to learn a lot, but we also want them to be happy when they're at school. So we try to do things that are fun, and they can be educational and fun, but we just want our kids to be happy and healthy and safe. That's that's what we do at Mount Pleasant Elementary School. I love the way you do your, your approach to managing and being a principal at Mount Pleasant Elementary School is impressive. It's um, It's thoughtful, it's loving, it's caring. Um, everything I, I see when I go there and everything I talk to you about, you have a passion for this. I do have a passion for for those students. Um, it, it's kind of a joke people ask me sometimes because we have over 500 students. And, you know, I've been doing this for a very long time. I started teaching as a small child myself, but <laughs> that's what I tell people when I, <laughs> when I tell them how long I've been teaching. But um, they people say, do the kids drive you crazy? And I'm like, absolutely not. They are the most fun. And I, I actually it. say, I expect children to act like children. Um, right. Sometimes when the adults do, that does make me a little crazy. But <laughs> those kids bring joy to me every day. Um, and I hope that I'm able to give some back to them. But they know that, I, you know, that we love them. I always say I want school to be... They're happy place because when they're at school, they know that they are safe, they are loved, they will be fed, and they will be well cared for while they're with us. That is a great message from Julie Tidwell, Mount Pleasant Elementary School Principal. You're on the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Top Public Schools Talk Radio Show. We thank you for listening today. Julie, thanks for coming over and, and uh, talking to us on the radio today. Thank you. It has been great. I, I hope you enjoyed the show and learning more about Mount Pleasant Elementary School. Don't forget, next Tuesday, October 6th, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., the Well Outreach will be providing boxed meals, which consist of 10 meals and 10 stacks, for students in need. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 7 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM.